What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Sports Hour with Santi, and this is episode three. Now, in case if you are wondering what this show is all about, well, we're going classical. We're talking classic sports events, classic championship games that have played in most in years past. And let me tell you, you will not get bored. And in case if you missed it, if I wasn't making myself clear before, um, with the lightning song that they've or that you've heard these past couple of weeks, if you were listening, um, if this is if this is your first time, welcome aboard, and you'll get to hear it for your first time. But for those who have listened, here's the thing: it's their current um, playoff song that they use when they enter to the ice rink. That's what the lightning use. The song "My Name Is Thunder," and I got that video from. YouTube called from the channel called Famous Gohorns and no and yeah he created the um the whole um recreated the whole thing so it's much better in person but you'll get to experience it while you're here so stay tuned and of course we will be talking more and we'll talk about what's coming up right after this We do appreciate you guys um, enjoying the song. It's one of the best songs out there. Now, again, the Lightning currently use this song when they come into the ice. And that specific, and I'm going to say it again, it's coming from Famous Goldhorns, that specific recording that I downloaded from YouTube, and all the credit goes to him. So, 
and plus he's a YouTuber, so check out his videos if you're a Gohorn lover. Now, right now, let's get a move on, and let's get going to the one and only. We're not going to only talk about this year's Super Bowl, which was talked a little bit about last week. We're going to talk about the very first one that the Bucks won, all the way in the 2002 season. I was one years old at that time, and I'm actually glad that I was alive at that time, but I even know that the Bucks made or won the Super Bowl, so that's a great year. Now, just a little bit of a background, the... um. Bucks are pretty much the underdogs in this standpoint. And the Raiders, which is the team that they faced, um, are, were the number one seed. Although the Bucks did have a better record and they were number two. They have a record being 12-4 with a difference but for the Raiders to be 11-5. and Now, the Bucks overall had a better record, much better season. And, you know, it's been pretty good. Now, the favorite at the time was Raiders by four, which apparently more people were predicting the um, Raiders to win, but we upset them. So, yes, it is considered an upset if the favored team is um, has lost that time, then, yeah, it's considered an upset now here's the main thing that um that is well known about this we have our bet one of our best defenses out there actually if not the best for the year and you guys know that um john gruden before the season uh began for this at this time um and coached the Raiders last season. They had one head cover here. He did a great job. But then as soon as that season ended, and Tony Dungy, who coached that time, um, I think got fired, John Gruden got quote-unquote traded to the Bucks from the Raiders. Now here's the thing to point out. With them playing against the Raiders... He knew their record books, or not their record books, all the playbooks. They knew what they were expecting, and they and that's how they led to all these defensive plays. Three defensive touchdowns, which is amazing. So let's go back and review how the scoring went throughout the game. Now, Tampa Bay has been overall extremely dominant. They had one egg of a game. It's probably one of the best out there. And I actually liked watching this Super Bowl many times. And with those last two touchdowns in the fourth quarter by the Bucks, those are well known. And it happened three times. Three for touchdowns, interceptions. It's crazy. So starting the first, in the first quarter, the Oakland Raiders got on board first. With a thirty or excuse me, forty yard field goal by Janikowski, Sebastian's Janikowski, and then Tampa Bay responded 
without our very own field goal. And then we scored another one in the second quarter. And fun fact, that that was the only time the Raiders had the lead. They never had it again. It's a similar experience with the Chiefs when they scored first, but they never held on to the lead after. They never scored a touchdown yet game. But I'll talk a little bit more about that in just a second after I'm done talking about this first one. Now, and yes, it's going to be a mix. Now, the first touchdown in the game happened when Mike Allstott, who was a one of the best full packs out there, he scored his rushing touchdown. We're up by 10 now. And now, here's another touchdown that came to play. A five-yard touchdown reception by Brad Johnson, who was our quarterback. He was one of the traveling quarterbacks. I don't... He's not a Hall of Famer, but a two-time Pro Bowler. He's not really well-known, but he is a Super Bowl champion, and he started this game. So that's that. And then Keenan McCardell... Caught that touchdown. And then, halftime. 20-3. to Luckily, we didn't choke that game like the Falcons. Sorry, Falcons fans. But, yeah, I was pissed off about that, too. But anyways, after the halftime show and everything, Tampa Bay kept on going. And make a whooping lead. And McCardo caught another touchdown reception from... Again, Brad Johnson, who was the main quarterback. I don't know why I said that. But you guys should know that already. And my apologies for repeating myself. But, um, but yeah, that's that. And then, here's when something interesting. There was no more offensive touchdowns for the Bucks. Now, the first of the three interceptions happened. For 44 yards returned. After Rich Gannon, who was there, which who was the Raiders quarterback, threw one of the three interceptions. So this is the first one. Now, the Raiders have started to respond. And here's the thing that comes into play. 39-yard reception. Two-point pass. No good. Punt block return for a touchdown. Caught by Eric Johnson. Two-point pass. No good. And then Jerry Rice. A 48-touchdown reception from Gannon. Two-point pass. No good. Why go for a two-point conversion every single time? You know that defense is extremely well. Well, after allowing those three touchdowns, they... And they tried to come back. And they were down by two scorings. But then. Here's when the defense got extremely strong. Now. They shut them out throughout the rest of the game. So their final score for the Raiders is 21 points. Which technically is three touchdowns. Which happened there. But they also scored a field goal. So I do know my math... Uh, when it comes to football and how they get their scores and all that for the most part. But with this, is a different way. Not the usual way that I see it. 
And then, within the last couple minutes of the game, two interception returns for a touchdown. One, the first one by Derek Brooks, who is well known, being one of the best defensive players yet. And then, within the final seconds of the game, after Rich Cannon tried to go on and try to catch up or something, we well, and pretty much our game is sealed after that first interception in the fourth quarter. But as soon as that happened, oh, we got the win. Another interception by Dwight Smith for f- this time 50 yards. That is insane. Now, that is incredible. And that sealed the game, of course. There's no way they could catch up. And there's like two, two seconds remaining. Nice work, Bucks. One heck of a game. It was incredible. And Tampa Bay overall dominated Oakland. Outgaining them by total yards, rushing yards, first downs, turnovers, and offensive plays. And again, it's all because of Gruden's knowledge of the Raiders' play. The way they do it. Now, here's the thing with Rich Gannon. He threw five interceptions. Three of them, like I mentioned earlier, were touchdowns. But it's insane. It's a terrible performance for a quarterback from what I've seen. And in my opinion, probably the worst Super Bowl quarterback out there. Definitely, I should say. And then Brad Johnson did pretty pretty good. Threw touchdown, two put, touchdown passes for 215 yards. Not bad. It's a below average. 18 for 34 passing attempts and a rating of 79.9. Comparing to Gannon, who was a 48.9, who threw for more yards, 272. 24 out of 44, but that's... Insane. At least he can move the ball down the field and make two touchdown passes. But, unfortunately, it didn't end so well for him because of those five interceptions. So, overall, with this Super Bowl game, it was played in California. Is this one of my personal favorites? I like to look back on it, definitely. I do like, and I do, I do enjoy watching this. It's, it's just an incredible year for the Bucks. I mean, nobody expected the Bucks, not many expected the Bucks to win, but many people knew that they had a stronger defense. Now, I'm the, now with the Raiders, they are one heck of a team. They made it that far, and that's their last. A Super Bowl appearance, and they, and they've played in the playoffs since then, but they haven't progressed much. So overall, it's been incredible, one heck of a game, and and yes, this is 
just amazing, and it's insane for the but uh, for the Raiders to have that much of of you know it's just insane. And yeah, we have a uh, Hall of Famers um, who played in the Tampa Bay Rays. We like we have uh, Warren Sapp, who was a defensive tackle. He was one of the best ones out there. Oh, and Derek Brooks, by the way, he was a linebacker. And he's in the Hall of Famer. John Lynch, one of the safeties. Best one, one of the best ones out there. As for Oakland, they have their own um, uh, Hall of Famers. And Jerry Rice is one of them. One of the legendary wide receivers. He won a couple Super Bowls with the 49ers. He tried to get this, his, or probably third one. And he played for 20 seasons, so that's one heck of a career for him. Now, and then, yeah, there's also um, Tim Brown, who is a wide receiver also. And then we have a linebacker named Charles Woodson and... Woodson, excuse me, and then Rod Woodson. Hmm, are they related? Never mind that. Um, but yeah, they have the same last name, so who knows? But uh, anyways, so it got me speechless after looking back on it the first time. I was like, wow, the Raiders quarterback sucks. And and then there were riots that happened after the Raiders lost, and it happened in Oakland, and they were they were obviously pissed off because they wanted their team to win. And plus, this was best known as a Pirate Bowl because both of these teams are themed to pirates. That's a interesting fact, don't you think? Don't you think? Heck yeah. And, um, of course, it's also a Gruden Bowl because he coached both teams. And, yeah, again, uh, John Gruden coached the Raiders for a few years, from, like, 1998 to 2001. And then, of course, the trade happened. And, like I mentioned earlier, started in 2002, made their first Super Bowl appearance, New team versus old team. And it's one egg of a story. And yeah, Dexter Jackson is the M- was the MVP and third defensive back and second safety to be named MVP. So not many uh, defensive players get called to, M- or to become MVPs. The last one from what I remember is Von Miller. I don't know anyone else after that. I may have to look back on it in the future. But we'll have to see. So, and I'll eventually talk um, about the Broncos and the Panthers eventually. I'm not sure when, but it might be next week. But we'll see. I'll let y'all know. Um, But yeah, and the new head coach for the Raiders was Bill Callahan who is currently working with the Browns as one of the offensive line coaches. 
And uh, yeah, that's that's an interesting fact. And of course, right now, John Gruden is back with the with the Raiders. The Raiders haven't done much since he came back. They were close, but not close enough. This year, they had, of course, wasn't this wasn't their playoff year, but they were relatively close. But overall, he's back with the Raiders. So, that's overall my thoughts about the Tampa Bay Bucks for their first Super Bowl. Now, I want to recap a little bit, talking about their second Super Bowl win last weekend. Overall, again, it's almost the same story, where our defense is so dominant, didn't allow a single touchdown. I didn't expect the us to destroy the Chiefs. I thought they would, it would be a going back and forth. But for some reason, oh well, the defense or the offensive line for the Chiefs suck like crap. Literally, they have done a terrible job. They're not protecting their quarterback. Similar to Russell Wilson, have has dealt with that issue. The, uh, the offensive line screwed it up for Mahomes. I don't blame Mahomes for. Making throws like that. I mean, he's been pressured all night long. And same thing with the receivers. They just couldn't get their hands on the football. And they were so close so many times. They could have potentially scored. And for one way, I was hoping they would score a touchdown. But I guess not. And I didn't expect us to destroy them. But I'm glad Mahomes took it. Um, as an adult, not as a child like Cam Newton back in 2015 where he acted like a sore loser. If I were one of those players, I would probably act like a sore loser. But then again, I would think I'm foolish. So that, yeah, glad that um, Mahomes didn't act foolish when it came to that. And of course, they won already. So not too, not too upset about that. So overall... Tom Brady, 7th Super Bowl ring, well-deserved, unless we um, cheated, which I hope we didn't. Mike Evans deserves it. He's a veteran. He's been with us for a long time. Antonio Brown won his first one. And yeah, even though he's a troublemaker and all that, I liked Antonio Brown. He's one of the best receivers out there, in my opinion. And a stud, of course. Made so many records with the Steelers. But then he got into some trouble having sex with women, raping people. And I think he should probably, well, if it comes to that, he should probably retire or something. I don't know. But it's probably his best suggestion from me because they're going to trial him in court later on this year. So, and yeah, we have Gronkowski who won his... Another Super Bowl ring. We have Godwin who won his first one. We have Ronald Jones. Leonard Fournette never won. Nice work to all these guys. Chris Godwin, if I haven't mentioned him already. One heck of a team. Strong offense. Stud players. And a stud coach. Bruce Arians. Oldest to win. It's crazy. 
and I'm, and I'm personally glad that his mother got to witness it, potentially before she eventually, whenever she passes on. We obviously don't know, but she's ninety five, so that's great. Brings tears to her own son witnessing the whole thing, and I'm glad she got to. And it's emotional. And Tom Brady will be back. Yes, some of you will be pissed off when it comes to, oh man, he's coming back. Ah! Well, guess what? One more year. He signed a two-year deal with the Ray, or excuse me, the Bucks. And you will see him again. Maybe we'll win another one. Maybe the Rays will win their first World Series next year. Maybe the Lightning will do so also. Maybe the Rowdies will win. But who knows? We'll find out next year. And we don't even know if COVID will still be here. But anyways, that's over all my thoughts about both Super Bowl champions of 2003 and 2021. That's incredible. And when we come back, we will talk about the one, the only, drumroll, the 2004 Stanley Cup playoffs. And will feature the Lightning themselves and the Calgary Flames on one heck of a playoff run. Stay tuned. We will be right back after this music break.
Hello and welcome back to Sports Hour with Santi. In case if you were wondering what that song was, that was called Electromonia from NCS, No Copyright Sounds. And in case if you missed it, we recently just talked about the one, the only, the first ever Super Bowl that the Bucks featured in. Now, we are going to talk about the one, the only, the 2004 Stanley Cup Finals. Now, let me tell you. Let's go to the chase. And by the way, and sorry if I missed this, we this is the show where we talk about classical sports championships. Last week, we talked about all Tampa Bay teams, the major leagues, they make it to the championships of, of their own prospective uh, leagues. And for the very first time ever in history in Tampa, all three of our teams made it to a championship. Not all of them won, but at least they made it. I consider the Rays champions, even though they lost. They are the American League champions, but they still lost in the World Series. Would I still consider them as champions? Heck yeah! Now, they deserve to be recognized. And same thing with the Rowdies, even though their game got canceled. Um, but this time, right now, we're talking about the 2004 Tampa Bay Lightning team who defeated the Calgary Flames, which is a team in Alberta, Canada. And the Lightning won the series 4-3. to three. It was one heck of a matchup. It's been going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth throughout the series with Calgary, then Tampa, Calgary, Tampa. And then after game six, Tampa won the whole thing. It was one heck of a matchup. You guys say this. No other matchup I've seen or witnessed so far. Sorry, that was my watch. Um, so let's get to the stats real quick on how and the scorings uh, began throughout the series. So first off, and well, and by the way, in case if you're wondering how the playoffs work, um, every round in the NBA... NHL and MLB, they all play in series of games. Best of seven. This is what we're going to witness right now. So in game one, Calgary beats Tampa at Tampa Bay. And by the way, um, sorry if that rhymes, um, Tampa has the top seed and they are the number one seed in their um, um, conference. But when it comes to the Flames... They are number seven out of eight teams. So that's that. Now, <clears throat> the Flames took game one with a score of four to one. In the second game, Tampa Bay responded with the same exact score, four to one. Coincidence, right? <laughs> I guess. Yes, it is. And then the next two games featured shutouts with the Calgary Flames scoring go- three goals against the Lightning, and then the Lightning um, respond with their own shutout with their lone goal in the first period against the Flames. Another kind of a coincidence there. And then the next two games were won in overtime with Game 5 won by Calgary, one win away from winning the Cup. 3-2 Three to two against the Lightning at Tampa Bay. And then 
Same exact score. Double overtime this time. Tampa Bay won that one. 3-2. to two. Series tied. Three games apiece. And then it went on to game seven where it was a winner-take-all game with the Lightning coming up top with a score 2-1. to one. It's like identical scores and then shutouts and then overtimes and then just a regular game. Been going back and forth. And when I first looked it up, I was like, man, it was that good. And and the Lightning had one heck of a lineup. They had Marty St. Louis. They had uh, Brad Richards. Um, Dan Boyle played for us. Those, these guys, and Dave Andrzejczyk. If you're a hockey fan, you'll definitely know who these guys are. They are legends of the Tampa Bay um, uh, Lightning. And uh, it's been an incredible year for all of these guys. And you guys may know Vincent LeCavier. He's a big one. And we have um, the Calgary Flames, who you guys may know, Jerome Nginla, who was the captain at the time, led the team. And then we have Martin Jolinas. Um who's been a stud throughout the series. And um and yeah, those are the two well-known team or players from the uh Calgary Flames. Now this is the Lightning's first appearance in the finals for their very first time in their history in the franchise's history. And they weren't much of a playoff team back before they appeared in 2004. Now, they did appear in the playoffs a couple times uh, prior then, but um, but they didn't go far enough, I should say. They've done really well in, two, in, in the year before, in 2003, but they lost in the second round. Um... Now, for their first playoff appearance, they uh, it was in 1996. They played against the Flyers, and they the Flyers beat them in six games, and it looked like the Lightning had a pretty good playoff run. We won um, games two to three in overtime, but then when it looked like we were going to be winning the series at one point, but then Philadelphia won the next uh, three games. So one heck of a series for that time. But that's a bit of a background story of the Lightning. Now as for the Flames, they've won a cup before in 1989. Now this is their third appearance in the finals and their most recent. They never made it since then. And not many Canadian teams have appeared since 2011, since then. No, no Cups won since 1993, won by the Canadians. So that's, a, again, a bit of the um, background story there. Now, which is a team that came from Montreal. Now... Now let's take a look at the background 
throughout the playoffs on how they got here. So, on the Lightning side, they defeated in the first round the Islanders 4-1. to And then the second round, we, they swept the Canadians. And then we beat the Flyers. Oh, there's the revenge story. It's 4-3. to And honestly, from that series, from what I looked at, it's been going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Again, it's the same story here. It's crazy. Now, as for the Flames, it took a bit longer for them to come over to this spot. They defeated the Canucks from Vancouver 4 to 3, the Detroit Red Wings 4 to 2, and the San Jose Sharks 4 to 2. Now, here's the thing. The Flames are the underdogs of this thing. Again, like I've mentioned before, they are the seventh seed in this playoffs in their side, on the western side. And it's been one heck of a year for them. Nobody expected them to win or make it this far. I mean, it's considered a Cinderella run. Had they won game six in overtime, which, by the way, I will mention more about in a second, then they would have won the Stanley Cup. Now, that one second is over. Now... After looking back on NHL.com, which shows their scores, and and looking back at their highlights through YouTube, after looking back at that game, in Game 6, there was an overtime um, shot that was... I forgot who did it, but there was somebody that shot the puck, and it touched... Well, it, it crossed a little bit, not completely... But it basically, like, touched the goal line. And nobody, like, reviewed it after that. And and if that were to touch the goal line, like, on the outside, then it might have considered be a, a goal. And then they showed it after the game was played. And it didn't... Um, and yeah, so there were some people thinking that that should be a goal, but it was correct though because it didn't completely cross the line, the the puck. And so in order for that to happen, in order for the goal to happen, again, it must go a completely across. And of course, the Flames were up 3 to 2 at the time. So if that had they scored that one, then they would have won the Stanley Cup right off the bat. But then it went on to second overtime. And then the well-known goal by Marty St. Louis, he scored the game-winning goal. Now, another back player background with Dave Andrzejczyk, who was at least 40 years old at that time. For his, and he's played in the hockey league for over 20 years. He's one of those players that have not won a cup until late in their year. Now, or in their career, excuse me. Now, it was, it's been crazy just to think about it. I mean, it's a great honor. It's a great feeling to hoist the Stanley Cup. And that thing is about 30 pounds at least. That is one heavy cup. It's made by silver. 
I don't know exactly what metal it is, but it's heavy. I'll look up back out on it. And and then, yeah, it went on to Game 7. We won at home, and it was a great feeling for Tampa. First ever Stanley Cup. First championship since that Super Bowl win, like I've mentioned earlier. And overall... I'm, of course, happy for the Lightning that they won that year. Um, it's been one heck of a year for them. They were dominant throughout the season and the postseason made it to their first appearance and they made history. And head coached by John Tortorella, who's currently with the Columbus Blue Jackets, um... And he's one good coach. Um, does he did go through some controversial moments, but uh, but he's good. He's really good. Um, and uh, yeah, so overall, what I think about this, this is like one of the best playoff runs I've seen. I mean, the Lightning were making their very first appearance. And and yeah, you know what? There's uh somebody here, Martin St. Louis, who played in the All-Star team for the first team, which is a big honor, and that's considered to be part of the best groups of people that would that has played extremely well throughout the season and then he is one heck of a player. He's one of the best goal scorers out there. And he's short, around my height, five foot eight. Which proves you're never too short to play hockey. There's so many guys that are very tall, like at least six foot. So many of them. And for me, of course, I'm very short, very skinny, five foot eight. So what? I'm fine with with that. But I want to get more buff anyway. But, um, and yeah, and throughout the series, we pretty much mostly outshot Calgary. And there are, yeah, there are a couple of times where, um, Calgary outshot us. I mean, for like, what, three out of, or no, four out of five games? No. Well, one game it was pretty close, but it's actually pretty evened out. So yeah, both offenses and defenses were pretty much the same thing. And again, look at the scores. It's, it's almost similar. And um, and it's a, it was a really close series. So overall, what I think about this is that this is a great playoff run. I mean, I would definitely look back at um, and watch the um, game seven, which it gives a really good feeling, and it shows everybody hoisting the Stanley Cup. And with Dave Andrichuk, um hoisting it, it's it gives me goosebumps. But he's not the only one. But there's also other players that 
other hockey players that deserve the cup and and if they're like very old or very um much veterans then it would give me goosebumps so but if it's not like like one year or two year then it, or somebody from the team that I don't like then it doesn't affect me that much but uh but yeah this is one of those uh things that gave me goosebumps for a good bit and I can imagine myself hoisting it and with the crowd cheering if I were to play hockey which I do wish but I'm not built for it and I never ice skated before and uh yeah so that's basically overall my thoughts about this championship um and next up we're going to be talking about the 2015 appearance but this time with the Lightning losing against the Blackhawks. Now, now this week I want to talk like the rest of the uh, Tampa Bay teams, but in the future we will go out and beyond. So stay tuned after this break, and we will be right back. Hello everybody, welcome back to Sports Hour with Santi from Anchor.fm. In case if you were wondering what that song was, well, let me tell you, it's Felix de Housecat. And the song is called Sequel to Sub. Now, you may have heard of this song from the hit video game called Midnight Club 2. And it's a racing game. And a lot of people enjoyed it. And I'm bringing back the retro stuff. Now, anyways, we're not going to go too retro in this uh, moment right now. Now, here's the thing. We mentioned about the Lightning's first Stanley Cup win. This time, we're going to talk about the first ever Tampa Bay Lightning Stanley Cup loss. And that's in 2015 when they faced against the Blackhawks, who relatively won the Stanley Cup. Now, here's the thing about this series. Every single game, for the first five games, it's won by one goal. Now, the Blackhawks... They had an advantage by one goal for every single game except the last one, which they finished strong by shutting us out. And what I mean by us, I mean the Lightning. And the reason I say us is because I like the Lightning. And you guys know that I'm a huge Lightning fan. But uh, overall, this has been a good year for the Lightning. Great year for the Bu- or excuse me, the Blackhawks, who are from Chicago, by the way, in case if you don't know. Um, and the Blackhawks were heavily favored because of their playoff experience. So let's take a look at the back background real quick and then head on from there. So the Lightning took much longer to get to the Stanley Cup uh, pl- final, where they ended in each series 6-7, six, 6-7, seven, six, seven. like something like that. So... The Detroit Red Red Wings, sorry, I can't say stuff right. But anyways, the Detroit Red Wings, we beat them in seven games. It was going back and forth, back and forth, like how it did in the 2004 Stanley Cup Final, except we came up towards the top again. And so, and the, and the Red Wings were the underdogs at the time, and then we beat them. And then... We've beaten the top seed of our division, the Montreal Canadiens, in six games. We were about to sweep them, but 
they won the next two games, and then they we won the series at home for the second time in a row. Now, here's the thing. The New York Rangers was a tough moment or a tough matchup. They were the number one seed overall in the entire league. They were the President's Trophy team, and we upset them in seven games by shutting them out in the last game at New York, which, sorry, New York fans, I know it's tough to see your team get shut out. and It's a sad feeling, I know. I know how that feels. I don't like it. But anyways, back to what we were talking about. And that's a fun fact, since all three of those teams were from the original six, which are the six oldest teams currently in the NHL. And that includes those three teams, including the Boston Bruins, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the Chicago Blackhawks, which is the last team we face in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And we face all four original six teams. Now, let's take a look at the Blackhawks side. So, in the playoff, they defeated the Nashville Predators in six games. They swept the Minnesota Wild. And then they beat the Ducks in seven games. And they've had much of a better playoff experience because of how dominant they were the first two rounds. Unlike us, win-loss, 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 win-win-win-loss-loss-loss, something like that. It took us forever to get there. So let's take a look at the scoring recaps real quick. So game one was won by the Blackhawks, 2-1 to one at Amelie Arena. We responded. The Tampa Bay Lightning won 3-4. to four, And then... The the next game, the Tampa Bay Lightning won the, at Chicago, three to two. And then here's the one and two scores again with Chicago winning the next two games, and then sealing the win for Chicago to win the Stanley Cup for their first time in forever in a very long time. They've won in 2010 and 2013, but they won at an away team site, which is pretty sad. Now, in this game, they shut us out. And it's crazy. And oh, it's been, it's since 1938 since they won at home to win the Stanley Cup on home ice at their old stadium. And of course, this is their first ever time and their new arena that they currently play in, United Center, it's their first time winning it in person. Incredible feeling for them. Wish they could blast their horn much longer. They only blasted like the usual three times. If you haven't listened to their goal horn, check them out. Now, the Blackhawks have some amazing great players that many of you guys may have heard about. Like you guys may know... Uh, Jonathan, or excuse me, yeah, Jonathan Taze, you all know Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, Brad Richards, who played with the uh, Lightning in 2004, then there's Brandon Saad, Patrick Sharp, Antoine Vernet, Marianne Hossa, 
and so many more. They're all well known for hockey world. Now, for the Lightning, you guys know Steven Stamkos. You guys know Alex Killorn, Tyler Johnson, Victor Hedman. Um, and we also have, used to have Ben Bishop, who plays with the Stars now. Um, let's see. We also have Nikita Kucherov at that time. We still have him. Andrej Palat. He still, we still have him. All these players played amazing throughout the playoffs, but unfortunately, two wins short of winning their very first one. And out of all the team members, or out of all of our team members who have won the Stanley Cup, there's a player called Valtteri Filippola. Filippola. I believe I pronounced it. It's a Finnish name. He won the Stanley Cup with the Red Wings in 2008. Now, it's a. It was a one heck of a run. I mean, of course, many people expected the Blackhawks to win, like I've said before, because here's the thing. They had a stronger defense, strong offense. Their goalie is much stronger. They've outshot us numerous times throughout the playoffs. I mean... Taking a look at game one, yes, we outshot them by a little bit. But then they did it in game two, game three. And then we outshot them in game four. And then game five. And then they outshot us in game six. So it's evened out with the shots on goal. And not too many penalties. That's great. Now, there are fights throughout the playoffs and not many ejections either. And, you know, it gives a great feeling to just watch your home team win the Stanley Cup. And honestly, the Blackhawks played a very good game. I'm upset about it. I don't like the Blackhawks too much. I mean, they're not my favorite team, of course. I'm just mad at them for being my own team. That's why I don't like them. And, um... But yeah, they were a good team. Right now, they're not doing so well. So, But they still have some great players that have played for the last decade. And they've won the 2010 Stanley Cup, which was a big deal. And we'll talk more about that very soon. But yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts. And that's pretty much what happened with this year's, or excuse me, 2015 Stanley Cup Finals. Oh, and the fun fact... Another Chicago team was predicted to win in the 2015 World Series. You guys know who it is? Who it was, I mean? Well, let me tell you. You know from the Back to Future, where they predicted in 2015 for the Cubs to win the World Series. Well, guess what? They won a year later. And, coincidentally, another Chicago team has won the Stanley Cup Finals in 2015 so yes they either way they got a championship so that's a great feeling so that's that that's a great fun fact to share and yes so thank you guys for watching i know this information may sound not too exciting but i hope you learned something out of this and um be free to check out the playoff highlights 
throughout the series that are posted on YouTube on NHL channel. And be sure to check it out. And so thank you guys for watching. And we will see you guys next week. And we'll talk more about what's coming up next week. Next week. So we'll talk to you guys later. And thank you all for joining us. And hope you have a good night. See you guys. Alright, so we're going to be talking about the 2002 Buccaneers winning their first ever Super Bowl. And then we're going to talk about two Lightning um, Stanley Cup appearances. There's one in 2015 that they lost to the Blackhawks in six games. And then there's the other where they've beaten the Stars. Or excuse me, no, 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 no. Where they've beaten the the Flames for winning the Cup in 2004. So, be sure to check out all of that. And in, within the next few moments, we will go on air and hit the one and only song that you guys enjoy. And it pumps you all up. And I am sure you guys will enjoy it. And it will wake you up. So... Stay tuned. We will be right back after this intro because it's going to make you wake up. Take a look at this.